This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. Toronto's News, Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to The Parenting Show and, and welcome to a brand new year. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And uh, it is, it's a new year. You know, we had our first show last week on New Year's Day. Uh, but now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of things. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, then you know that my month of January is always focused on New Year, New You. But it's not the whole New Year, New You that you might be thinking about. So I thought, who better to bring on than my girl, Dr. Michelle Cambolis, doctor in mind, body medicine, also author of Generation Stressed and When Women Rise, Everyday Practices to Strengthen Your Mind, Body and Soul. And of course, an amazing mama to two fantastic boys. Michelle, how are you? I am well. Thank you for having me on. Happy 2023. Happy 2023 to you as well. And I'm so happy that you're joining me for the first in the New Year, New You series. And I was like, you know what? I need to bring Michelle on for this because I want to set the tone for the series that's going to run the whole month of January. So every Sunday for the full month, we're gonna we're gonna look and dive into different aspects of what new year new you can look like. But I think we need to set set some groundwork, some foundation for everyone out there that might be wanting to work on themselves. And uh things don't look the same today as maybe they did 10, 15 years ago. Am I right? Yeah, it's so interesting. I think we're all thinking deeply about how we want to create change in our lives. And um, quite frankly, most of us are really tired of this cultural download of doing and proving and striving and comparing and competing that tend to take us into this cycle of unworthiness. And it's a real setup. I think I'm hearing a lot of people say this year, I want to be more present. I want to be gentler and I want to be more compassionate with myself because we're kind of over it. Yeah. We're kind of over it. Um, So, I mean, this is the Western model, right? It's all about needing to be better, needing to be different. And, and many are now in a place of really wanting to go so much deeper in their lives, calling in more presence and and a greater ability to just love the life that we have right here, right now. And it doesn't mean that we're not working towards growth. Absolutely. um, Deepening into growth is the whole reason why we're here, but we want to go about it in a very different way. Yeah, I find a lot of people these days when it comes to the new year, if you ask them, are you doing a new or do you have a new year's resolution? Do you plan on having a new year's resolution? What is your new year's resolution? You may still find some people that are like, yep, my new year's resolution is to uh, go to the gym more, to lose weight, um, to, um, you know, feel better about myself. But I also find that there's a lot of people that are digging out deeper you know, and their new year's resolutions. And it's, they don't even actually call it a new year's resolution. They're like, you know what, this year, I want to just better myself. I want to um, be present. Like you said, 
because I think that a lot of people struggle with that. And over the past few years, you know, there's been a lot of change in our lives. People have been um, that maybe didn't stress out over things, didn't, you know, have anxiety over things, develop that. And well, they're looking about- at their lives differently. And they're like, you know what? I need to live in the present moment. And that's not always easy for people. Well, it isn't because our mind is inherently unruly. And um, 50% of the time, we're not here. We're not in the moment. And, um, and so that's why we have really important practices like meditation and, and other um, tools to be able to shape our mind to be here more often. I mean, imagine that that's 50% of our life that we're missing. So if you have these goals to uh, go to the gym daily or um, uh, eat a different way, or um, maybe it's, uh, I don't know, be more patient with your kids. If you're not present, if you're not here, how can you cultivate that life? How can you embody those qualities of intention? So, um, you know, I've been giving a lot of thought to resolutions, especially that word resolution. And as you said, a lot of people are abandoning that word. And um, I've been thinking about why I feel so resistant to this idea of a resolution. And so I did a little research in order to, to just discover how often we're actually successful with New Year's resolutions. I want to hear this. And I want to hear yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get this. 43% of all people fail before February and almost one out of four quit within the first week. So in other words, we're approaching it from an angle that maybe is not the best way to approach things with. Maybe we need to look at things differently, look inwards and then take those little baby steps, right? And I think it's also important to explore the blocks that you have in the first place. So, so often we have this desire that, that um, we have for our lives. Um, You know, we can kind of picture it and feel it. We want to be healthy. We want to be connected. We want to have a deep sense of meaning, but there are internal blocks that are preventing us from living that life that we, that we dream for ourselves. And so if we have practices to really get to know ourselves well and unpack and metabolize what we've inherited, it may be from your childhood, it may be from difficult relationships. We know that the patterns that block us are typically quite old. I think, you know, most of the people that I talk to have some pretty, um, damaging negative irrational beliefs about themselves. And most often it centers around not being enough. So if instead we started to really explore why we don't feel as though we're enough, then we can begin to abandon those blocks that prevent our highest well-being. That's so true. Like, honestly, it's, I think that's something that everyone struggles with. I don't think I've ever come across someone that I've had a conversation with a deep conversation that they didn't, they never felt like that. You know what I mean? Um, I speak to my kids. They don't say it like that, but they say it. 
I speak to my friends. They don't necessarily say it like that, but they say it. I speak to myself and I say that, which is probably the worst thing ever because as we know, our thoughts and our words become our reality. And that is like, if that doesn't scare you a little bit and, you know, like kind of like give you that kick in the butt to be like, I really need to make some changes, then I don't really don't know what will. Don't we all want to be better? Don't we all want to be the best version of ourselves that we can be? And if you think about it, why wouldn't we be inherently criticizing ourselves? We live in a culture of fear. We live in a culture that is constantly telling us that we need to be different, that we need to be better. And in this culture of comparison, especially with social media, it takes um, heart warriors, you know, real dedicated effort to push back against that and make the choice to cultivate a relationship with yourself that's based on compassion, self-awareness, and ease. And Michelle, I'm really happy you said social media because we're going to take a quick break, but I want... You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. It is Sunday night and you are tuned in to 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show and I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking with my good friend and doctor, Dr. Michelle Campbell is doctor of mind, body medicine. She's a mama of two. She's an author, Generation Stressed and When Women Rise. And uh, we're talking all about the new year and new year's resolutions, who's doing them, who's not, what does it actually mean? Um, is it something of the past? Is it something we should be doing? Oh, there's so much to unpack here today. Um, Michelle, we were talking a little bit about the fact that new year's resolutions are not very successful. You said by week one, four, one in four people fail. Was that the stat? That's it. One in four. By the one end in of four, the, the month week of January. <laughs> So by now, by now, one in four would have already failed. That's right. Okay. That's right. By the, the so, end of so January? By the end of January, what, what is it? So uh, 43, 43, 43 fail before February and only 9% see their res- resolutions through to the end of the year. To the end of the year. And yeah. we were talking about how maybe we've got to dig a little bit deeper. You know, uh, when it comes to looking at what we want for ourselves for the new year. And maybe it's like going within and maybe it's like um, working on those like innermost feelings and the blocks we have. And you mentioned something right before the break. And I was like, I want to talk more about this because being a content creator myself, my life is on social media, Mm -hmm. like a good chunk of my life. Now, do I put everything on social media? No. Do people assume I put everything on social media? Yes, but I am very selective as to what I share on social media, what aspects of my life I want to share on social media. And a big part of my Chic Mama brand is that I am real and authentic. So what I do put out there is very real. Um, I don't sugarcoat things. What you see is what you get. But that is not Thank always the goodness. case. <laughs> <laughs> Thank 
goodness. You see the good, the bad, and the ugly, which includes the ugly crying at times, okay, on my account. Well, and you're doing <laughs> such a service, you know, by keeping it real because so many people are uh, scrolling for long periods of time. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a major activity for most. And what we see are these feeds of, of perfection that reinforce this um, cultural identification with um, things, you know, looking so, so perfect all the time. And that's not life. Life is no. very, very colorful and varied. And, um, and we go through great hardship and grief and low points along with the celebration and the beauty. And so when we can be honest, it permits everyone else to be their most authentic selves. And uh, it also prevents this spiral into unworthiness mm-hmm. that is um, kind of our collective experience right now. Absolutely. I can't even begin to tell you how many people I speak to and they just, I, I mentioned it before the break in the first segment, um, how many people I speak to, and it doesn't matter the age, gender, what their status is. Um, they all feel that and they say it in one way or another. But now that you mentioned social media, um, I know so many people who struggle and a lot of people who have struggled because just, you know, scrolling through, they're not a content creator. They just have an account and they're following all these people and they'll just stop and they'll look and compare themselves to the people that they're seeing on social media, not really realizing that their lives are curated. They're only putting the highlights up. They're only putting the best of the best up. So as the average person scrolling through, you're looking at this. You don't know that. You're just looking at them and saying, wow, Dr. Michelle Campbell has an amazing life. Look at this. She is living her best life. Look at her beautiful dog. Look at her beautiful boys. Um, She's got a great place. Look at these adventures she goes on. And you know what I mean? They see that. And I'm not saying that you've got like, you know, that kind of account, you have a very real account. And that's why I love you. Um, And you help people with issues and to better themselves and to bring on practices to help themselves as well. Right. But a lot of people will flip through and look at all these beautiful accounts thinking that it's real when it is not. And then what do they do? They compare themselves. Why don't I have a house like that? Why don't I have a relationship like that? Why are why are my kids not clean and and polite and like quiet and proper like so and so's kids? You know, so they can't they they go through it and they're like but why do they have all that and why is my life all messed up? And it's not it's perfect very, like that. It's it's, a very it's horrible. It, it's a very normal social reaction. Our brains just work that way. We're social beings. And so, uh, of course, we compare. So we've talked a lot today about what it means to be present. And I think it really boils down to just that. If we're looking at social media and we notice that we're starting to feel agitated or lit up or just, you know, feeling um, crummy <laughs> as we're looking, it's so important to just pause and notice what's happening in my body. Am I tensing up? Is my heart feeling, um, you know, heavy? 
am I, am I moving into uh, that cycle of self-criticism? Just pause and, and give yourself some kind of gesture of care. Put the hand at the heart, take a deep breath, and then remind yourself that we're all having this shared experience. You know, I know a lot of women that have big, big, big social media followings of millions of people. And they also look at other feeds and feel as though their lives are not enough. It's that like worthiness. You don't feel worthy. You don't feel enough. You always are looking at others. And I, I am like a victim of that. You know, you look at it and you're like, as a content creator, you're like, okay, well, good on this person. They're doing really well. And you're like, but like, why, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, and then you, you get caught up in that. But like you said, we need to take that time to pause. And lucky enough for me, I've got people like you in my life, but not a lot of people do. You know what I mean? To remind us of these little practices that, you know, when something like that happens, who pops into my mind? Dr. Michelle Cambolis, right? Breathe, Pina, breathe, Pina, Pina, take a moment, lie down, put on some music meditate, you know, as a Reiki practitioner, maybe it's time that I, you know, just take a moment for myself and I do some self Reiki, but a lot of people don't have those tools, right? They don't have those tools. I'm glad that I can be that for you. And, um, and you also are such an example of living an authentic life and keeping it real, which I think is just, it's such a gift to me and to, all of the people in your community. And so that's the invitation. The invitation is to um, really enjoy all of the shades, all of the aspects and um, know that this is your beautiful, messy life. You know, right now, when you said that something came to mind, it was something, I can't remember if I read it or I, I watched a video on it, but they said something because you said, you know, messy lives and we all have our ups and downs. Right. And we are all hard on ourselves. And a lot of people say, oh, you're just going to get over it. But you don't get over it. You get through it. And you have to go through all the feels and all the yuckiness um, in order to come out better. You know what I mean? On the flip side. If you think about the hardest times in your life, those times of grief, of loss, of pain. If you, if you look back and consider how you felt and who you were on the other end, you would probably admit that those times were critically important to your growth, that you came out a quality, qualitatively different person, stronger, more self-aware, more resilient, probably more present, more awake. And these are the times that really shatter and break the old conditions that were really causing you, um, creating a barrier to the essence of who you truly are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I find, you know, personally, I have gone through quite a few tough years 
And they like going through it. I was just like, I am done. I can't feel like this anymore. I absolutely hate it. But coming through on the other side, I realize now I look back, people always say everything happens for one reason or another. And at the time you're like, just F off. Like, I don't need to hear this. What could possibly be the reason for this pain, for this hurt, for all these yucky feelings that, you know, I'm feeling right now. But it isn't till afterwards that you look back and you're like, all those moments, like you just said, Michelle, were crucial in my development and in my growth. And for me to be who I am today, you know, was 2022 the best year for me? No. Were a lot of tears shed? Absolutely. Was 2021 a difficult year? Yeah. You know what I mean? But with each day, each month, each year that has passed, um, I have learned something from myself. And I think that I have improved myself and I've become a better person. But would I be where I am today without those experiences? You know who you're like? Who? You're like the Velveteen Rabbit. Velveteen Rabbit, you've ever, right? Look at Your that. Your gets rubbed off and you become, you become more alive. You become yeah. more real. It's so <laughs> true. But we have to go through that stuff, you know? It's stuff that we have to go through. And so we're talking about new year, new you, new year's resolutions. But like, I think before we set those, those, you know, goals that we hear about every year, maybe we need to dig a little deeper. And that's what we're talking about on the show today. New year's resolutions, new year, new you with Dr. Michelle Cambolis. Don't go anywhere because we've got more right here on the parenting show. You're listening to us on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and happy 2023. I know we're a weekend, but happy 2023. Uh, you're tuned into us on 640 Toronto. This is the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And with the new year, of course, comes New Year's resolutions. And what exactly does that mean? Are people still doing them? Are they not doing them? Are we approaching them the same way today as we did 15 years ago? There's so much that has changed. And so I'm like, you know what? We need to bring someone on to talk about this. And who better than my girlfriend, Dr. Michelle Cambolis, doctor in mind-body medicine, author of Generation Stressed and When Women Rise, uh, everyday practices to strengthen your mind, body, and soul. She's also an incredible mama and uh, an incredible human being. Just a beautiful soul, Michelle. And I love being in your presence. I love being in your presence. Better by the minute. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, you know, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. We're talking about New Year, New You. We're talking about the pressures and the stress that these New Year's resolutions can bring on people, you know, and maybe we're not approaching them from the right place. And maybe we need to be digging a little deeper. And maybe it's not about like a new year, new me. Maybe it's about new year, you know, and improving me. Right. And so I love that you caught that. I love that you caught that, that, that uh, slogan, new year, new you. It snags me every time. What if it was new new year, more of the you that you already are? Yes, you that you already are is beautiful, has unlimited potential, 
unlimited potential. So it's not about um, being a different self. It's actually about coming home to the person that you already are and abandoning and shedding all of those conditions that you've inherited that are preventing you from being your authentic self. Absolutely. And, and, and I've got a story for you because when you said that, it just brought me back to just last week. Um, if you guys follow me on social media and you watch my stories, then you're probably familiar with my Starbucks cups. And I go through the Starbucks drive-through and there's always um, a barista there named Brian, who I absolutely love and adore. And when Brian is working in the window, he will personalize my Starbucks cup and he'll give me a message. Um, so like rock and pee, workout pee, if I just came back from kickboxing or, you know, like just whatever, um, chic mama pina. Like, so he'll always put a little name on my cup. And on New Year's Day, um, he wrote New Year, New Pee. So I get to the window and he passes me my cup and he's like, so New year, new pee. What's PINA for 2023 look like? You know, what are you thinking? And I said to him, I'm like, you know what, Brian? PINA for 2023 is going to be the same PINA uh, as I was in 2022. I'm like, maybe just a few little upgrades. I'm like, but same old P. And uh, and then I usually take a picture and I post it to my social media, to my Instagram stories. And I match it up because you know that I'm big on music, guys. I match it up with a Pearl Jam song, elderly woman behind a counter in a small town. And the lyrics that I matched it up with were, I've changed by not changing at all. Oh, I love that. I love we that. We don't need to change. We don't need <laughs> to be a new person just because it's a January 1st on the effing calendar. Am I right, Michelle? And what if we just got really internal and got yes. to know ourselves well, instead of trying to be better, instead of trying to be different? What if we just got really intentional with creating the kind of space that allows us to really enjoy who we truly are underneath it all, underneath um, all of the thoughts that spin off and take us into self-criticism and all of the stories of how our life should somehow be different and all of the wanting that really just kind of takes us away from being compassionate. And, you know, there might be a few eye rolls here, but loving ourselves. Yes. <laughs> and I laughed because like, I went through a phase where I'm like, oh, I had enough of this loving myself. Let's just make it happen now. <laughs> but it's true. We need to go through that. Like I said, we can't get over it. We need to go through it and we need to experience all the good, the bad and the ugly to be able to reap all those benefits. And then we just grow naturally. Then we manifest just from this place of, you know, joy and openness and spaciousness and life unfolds in a way where we're able to create, we're able to create from a cleaner place. I like it. I like it. And again, I'm not bashing anyone that maybe has an year's resolution to say, I'm going to go to the gym. Um, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to journal. I'm going to be present. I'm going to whatever. I am not 
you know, bashing any of that because listen, I think going to the gym is important. I think eating healthy is important. I think journalism is important. I think being present is important. Those are all fantastic things, right? Um, I think that it's just important that we have this conversation that we're having here today, this evening with Michelle to talk about digging a little bit deeper because a lot of the times you have to fix the foundation of things before everything else can like come to fruition and work out in the way that you want it to. Right. And instead of just putting a bandaid on that crack in the foundation. And maybe it's about working out to feel good rather than being thinner. Maybe that's what I do. Focusing on a passion rather than the way that we look. So what if for this year we focused on how we want to feel and how we want to nourish and nurture our internal life rather than the external. You know, there's a really interesting study that um, looked at how we um, live our lives now compared to in the 50s and 60s. And um, they looked at something called locus of control, and that's whether our well being is centered on the internal. So our relationship with ourselves, our, um, our creativity, our um, relationships, our sense of community, um, these kind of internal factors as opposed to external. So fame, how many likes we have on you know, mm-hmm. Instagram, what we look like. And we are 80% more externally focused than we were in the 50s and 60s. And at the same time, anxiety and depression has increased exponentially. So look at that correlation. That's what I was, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, look at that correlation. 80%. more externally driven. So how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about our lives is based on the external. So how might that be different if we shifted that and moved the needle to really valuing our internal life? And I know, Michelle, that you've got some tips and advice and some tools that will help us get started on that journey. So guys, don't go anywhere because we're going to have more right after this break. You are listening to us on 640 Toronto and this is The Parenting Show. Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 6:40 Toronto. Happy Sunday! It is the Parenting Show right here on 6:40 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I've got Dr. Michelle Campbell is joining me today. Doctor in mind body medicine, author, and mama incredible, amazing woman. And we're talking about the new year and New Year's resolutions. And we've dug deep on things today, Michelle. Like really deep, deep. getting to the core (laughs) of things, you know, Um, but I know that up your sleeve, you've probably got some like tips and tricks and things that we can do to start moving that needle to better ourselves. So I'm just going to throw it over to you. What do we do? Where do we start? Like, is it hard? Is it hard? Um, It can be. I'm not going to lie you know, to, to really go inward and to face 
all of these thoughts and internal experiences can be difficult, but I can't think of anything else that's more transformative and rewarding. And yeah. so, you know, one of the biggest myths of doing this internal work, I'm thinking specifically about meditation, is that you're going to sit down and feel this incredible peace. But these kinds of tools for transformation um, don't bring you a sense of peace right away, always. What they're meant to do is to show you what's already there. And yeah. when you can be with that which is already there, then you can begin to metabolize fear, metabolize anger, metabolize self-doubt, and, um, and start to draw your experience away from the thinking mind and, and more into uh, just presence, being here in the fullest capacity. So um, I'm a big proponent of meditation. I started when, when I was 16 and it's absolutely changed my life. I've been teaching meditation for decades and um, now in groups over the last seven years. And what I hear back from people when they're able to implement meditation differently is that their mind body health improves in extraordinary ways. So it's true. Kinder to themselves, their relationships improve, they feel more focused, creative, patient, empathy, you name it. And so, um, without kind of putting those conditions on meditation, to be able to sit even for a few minutes every day is a great place to start because it shows you what you're already, you know, the condition of your mind, the condition of the experience in the body. And as you keep drawing your attention back to um, whatever your focus point is, maybe it's the breath, maybe it's a mantra, you're reconditioning your mind in a way that um, we know with neuroplasticity wires you for greater awareness. So honestly, Michelle, like you, the way you speak about meditation, how it's changed your life. I can say the same thing. And I think a lot of people think, oh, meditation, like I'm just going to lie there. What is it going to do for me? But it does make a huge difference and it puts you in a different state of mind and it opens up doors um, within yourself that you've probably never explored. And it's pretty cool. It's very cool. And it's really, I mean, meditation isn't something that you do. It's a medicine that works through you, showing you what's there to be seen. So you become more aware of the quality of your thoughts, the quality of emotion, what's happening in the body. And so often we're absolutely bypassing the wisdom of what our body is telling us. And so when we can become um, more expansively aware of our whole experience, what it truly means to be human, as opposed to identifying through our thinking mind. I mean, imagine that you are not your thoughts. You are so much more, right? So to be able to experience yourself um, in our most natural state, is very, very freeing. And then from there, we can, you know, we take meditation off the mat. So you become this 
living, breathing, walking, talking embodiment of meditation. So you pause more often, you're able to see things clearly, you're not in reaction as often, you're able to just kind of sit with the isness of life and respond in a wiser way. It's inherently wise. And so, you know, we're able then cultivate that within ourselves. And like you said, Michelle, it doesn't have to be like, okay, um, meditation is this like huge daunting thing that's going to take up so much time. You start slowly. You can start with just a few minutes a day, sitting alone, doing some like deep breathing, which I will tell you guys, I know it sounds like nothing, but just even breath work is like mind blowing and can make a huge difference in your life. But even just taking those, those few minutes, you know what I mean? To sit and like meditate, put on some music makes a big, big difference. So I'm glad that you spoke about that. And Michelle, you do some meditation that everyone can join you on, correct? Yes. We've been meeting every Monday for the last seven years. So it's Monday nights, 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Um, We have people from all over the world joining us because we also send out recordings the morning after. So if you can't make it to to a session, you can still be in practice with us. And then to really support your success, because we know that consistency is key. We have morning drop-in sessions, Monday to Friday, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, which then allows you to be in community. And um, my dissertation research was on how to set yourself up for success when it comes to a consistent meditation practice. And it has everything to do with working with a teacher, being in community, and um, forming your life around meditation rather than putting meditation into your life. So you might consider this, instead of saying, I'm going to meditate, what if you said to yourself, I am a meditator? If you are a meditator, meditators meditate. Yeah. So it's just creating that shift within the thinking mind to really, you know, um, bring the practice in as an identity of, of who you are. So those, and that, those are quite a few opportunities to meditate that you said Mondays and every more. So Monday evenings and every morning, Monday to Friday. So if anyone does want to try it out and with you, which I think that there's probably no better person to try it with, if you've never done it, um, how do they find you, Michelle? Where do they go? How do they sign up for this? You can find me at michellecambolis.com. And I'm very active on Instagram, sharing all kinds of information about mind, body, health, and meditation. So you can find me there at Dr. Michelle Cambolis. There you go, guys. Go check her out, Dr. Mich- drmichellecambolis.com. And on Instagram at Dr. Michelle Cambolis. There you can find all kinds of amazing tools, tips, advice, and of course, more information on the meditations, which will be starting back up January 23rd, right? You got it. Got um, it. And there's also and going a to be a silent meditation <laughs> retreat, which you're coming to. 
She's trying to get me to go to a silent meditation retreat on April 22nd, guys. Me, silent, 24 (laughs) hours. I never laughed so hard before in my life when you sent me that text, Michelle. (laughs) No phones, no talking, no No writing, no looking at people. I failed already. (laughs) Just like... Just like one in four people failed their New Year's resolution already at this point in January. <laughs> see, you know, just seeing Pina there, well, you won't really see her. You'll just feel her because you won't be looking at her. It will be worth it in and of itself. Oh, I'll sign you up can, now. You can talk at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, now my, my stomach hurts. I'm laughing so hard. Um, that is it for us, guys. Thank you so much, Dr. Michelle Campbell. I love you. And I love like, you too. I cannot thank you enough for all this information that you've shared with us this evening. I think it's really important that we talk about this stuff and um, explore these different avenues, especially, you know, when there's all this pressure and anxiety about, you know, being a new person just because it's the start of the year. Um, for those of you joining us, if, uh, if you missed any of the show and you want to listen back, you can always do so on our podcast, anywhere podcasts are available. Just go hit download and listen back whenever you like, but that is it for us tonight. And, uh, and you've been listening to us on 640 Toronto. This is the parenting show and I'm your host, Pina Crispo, chicwama.ca. 